Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Eric, and I am joined today by Andrew, and we'll be discussing video game news and what's coming up in the next couple weeks, as well as what just happened with the PlayStation State of Play. Hello, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for the intro, as always. Yeah, we, we got some heavy hitters announced this week. Some pretty crazy announcements. Um, you know, some that we first saw, some, you know, not so much, but you know, we're, we're going to kind of go into our own little, you know, surface and maybe a little bit of a deep dive on some of these things. Uh, just kind of give our perspective, um, our own thoughts. Um, as mentioned, I mean, this is really, really big news. We're going to be talking about the PlayStation State of Play. Um, we're going to be touching on the Summer Games Fest. And then some Pokemon's going to make an appearance in this podcast as well. So, uh, you know, you may have heard some, uh, you may have heard of the news or, you know, caught the live feed, uh, you know, the, the recordings afterwards that were posted all on social media. So you may be familiar with some of the things that we're going to be talking about. But once again, we're, we're just excited to kind of geek out on some of these things and really give our perspective and our thoughts, our opinions on them. Um, so let's get right into it, starting with the PlayStation State of Play. Eric, how'd you feel about it? And I don't know, maybe we should do like a quick summary of what was announced. Oh my gosh. F- wait, wait, f- first before we like really get into it, were you expecting as many announcements as we got? Because <laughs> we got a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, uh, we did. Um, we were definitely eating, for sure. <laughs> so many things um, got mentioned. Honestly, I didn't think the State of Play was going to be that successful i didn't think it was going to be filled with that many bangers um honestly like if i were to grade the the state of play i would probably give it an a um a plus would have been if the games like if if the games were going to be released this year most of them were are, are announced for 2023 so that's kind of the only sort of downside but it's hard it's hard to be like to be sad or even just kind of have a down like a downside to um to the announcements that that we were given so that's that's very nitpicky but uh yeah i'd have to give it a really high rating and and honestly i didn't think we would get these many announcements and they were very concise with it too uh overall you know it was a short um it was a short video uh it wasn't it wasn't super long um so i really do appreciate that someone you know being someone that you know doesn't have a whole lot of time for a lot of things i really do appreciate when announcements are quick and concise exactly i have to agree with you on that like it, it was 30 minutes a sharp 30 minutes and they went through i don't know some huge 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 announcements i was not expecting as many as we did like i i thought we'd get one and then we would get a bunch of playstation vr stuff because that's what they told us it would be like we'd be getting a bunch of psvr2 stuff which we did but we got way more announcements on every other front so For those who didn't watch, I'm just going to run through the announcements really, really quick in like 30 seconds or less. So in no no particular order, we got Final Fantasy 16 was officially uh, announced for a release date. It is coming out in summer of 2023 with a bunch of the summons showcased. We got Resident Evil 4 Remake officially announced, which looks amazing. We got Resident Evil Village getting a VR treatment, coming to VR 2, which... It's more like Resident Horny, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> Street Fighter VI first gameplay trailer was also shown, which also looks to have like a paint splattered kind of aesthetic. Horizon Call of the Mountain uh, for VR was also announced. Uh, 
to be coming out for next year, I believe, for PSVR 2. Uh, Verizon Forbidden West gets a new update that includes New Game Plus, uh, a bunch of other stuff like trophies, hard difficulty, performance mode. The Callisto Protocol got a gameplay trailer, and I am so excited for that one. Oh, we just, gets we just talked date. about that one recently, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but go on. <laughs> I was like, I... I thought it would get announced somewhere. Uh, Stray's getting a release date, which was actually leaked before, but it's coming out July 19th for everyone's favorite cat simulating game. Um, and then a couple of like other ones, uh, Spider-Man Remastered is going to PC this summer, as well as Miles Morales and No Man's Sky for PSVR 2. Season A Letter to the Future, which might be one of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen, is getting released this fall. It's a really cool indie game we might touch upon here. Walking Dead Saints and Sinners for VR2. Uh, Eternites, which is like this dating action anime game, uh, is coming to PS5 and PS4 in 2023. And then a really cool indie game called, what was it called? Roller Roller Drome, yes, which has this really cool art style. You're on rollerblades and you're shooting stuff. And then the last thing was Tunic is coming to PlayStation finally in September 27th. So with all those announcements, <laughs> there is quite a lot. And that was 30 minutes worth. So they just went from one to the other so, so fast. But Andrew, I have to ask, in your honest opinion, what was your favorite? What was the biggest? What was the most underrated? Do you have any of those from the Ugh. announcements that we just saw? <laughs> it's it's that, that's, you know, Eric coming in with the, the, the great questions. Um, it's hard. I was just going to use like the parent analogy. Like it's hard to choose between like all of your children. <laughs> um, but, you know, deep down, I do. I do have maybe like a couple favorites. It, it would be really hard to narrow it down to one. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do three. I'll do like top two and then maybe like an honorable mention for three. Um, yeah. So top two, you know, I have to go with, you know, the, the first game that was announced and that's Resident Evil 4, um, a, a remake, yes. my gosh, uh, it looks beautiful. It looks more haunting, more spooky, more horrific than it ever has. Um, apparently, um, there was someone um, on the dev team, I believe, or uh, don't quote me on this um, completely, but I did I did hear about this. Uh, there was someone who was heavily involved in the project that intended the original to be a lot scarier. I don't know if you heard that, Eric. But, yep. uh, but yeah, this one's looking frightening. For that's for sure. And uh, you know, it's just it's looking amazing. You know, the collector in me is like, oh, I can't wait for the collector's edition. I wonder what that's gonna look like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. You know, I, you know, honestly, no matter what it comes with. I'm, I'm kind of a, a bit of a, a simp for this, but <laughs> I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy think, it, like, regardless of what it comes with. I was going to say, I'm excited. I think we're both simps for this franchise, to be honest. <laughs> like, Resident Evil has its hooks in both of us. But sorry, continue. <laughs> 100%, 100%, yeah. I mean, I just love, like, the Spanish guitar that you that you can hear at the beginning. Um, I, I love yeah, that. Question it's... for you on that, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, think it. It was, did you think it was Resident Evil when... So like, for those who haven't seen the trailer, it kind of starts off with like this text uh, that just has a one R and then a Spanish guitar. And I don't know about you, Andrew, but I thought it was like The Last of Us remaster or remake like getting announced because there's been a lot of rumors on that. Did you think that at all or were you like, it's 100% Resident Evil the whole way? You know what? It, it, it clicked for me immediately and I'll, I'll explain to you why. 
Um, some some folks might be super shocked at this and even think it's blasphemy, but I've never played Last of Us. Um, so I didn't have dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. I know. <laughs> I definitely should. <laughs> um, I've heard amazing things. I, I think uh, the first one's supposed to get like a, a, re a remake or maybe just like a updated graphics or something. I think they're going to be releasing that for PlayStation 5. That's what I've heard through the grapevine. Did you hear that's that the, too? That's the rumor going around. That's the rumor, yeah. The team internal at sony who's doing a complete remake of it even though it's a game that came out roughly about 10 years ago but you know gr like graphics engines have progressed so much since then so yeah it'll be cool i who knows when that's actually going to get shown off but it's been rumored that it might even be releasing as early as this year though we haven't seen anything from it so that's when i saw the r there i was like oh this is it but yeah yeah I, you I'm know glad that you were you were ahead of the game though you were like nah <laughs> i guess i guess yeah like my my sort of a limited uh i guess um scope or library i guess of games that i've that i've played and from the horror genre i guess came in clutch <laughs> um but i you know it's funny you mentioned that because i heard a lot of people also thought it was last of us um but no yeah it clicked it clicked for me because uh you know, Resident Evil 4 was just such a, I don't know, such a, such a spectacular game for me on the GameCube. I had such a great time. Yeah. Um, it's one that I almost 100% complete, completed. So it, it it just clicked for me um, when when that sort of whole, the R came in, then turned into the N. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> it was a cool reveal. Yeah, and and uh, the Spanish guitar came in. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just it's so iconic, like that it took place mm -hmm. in Spain. Um, they have Las Plagas, and you know you, you have a character named Luis. I'm always about like Hispanic representation in video games. Uh, I think it's so important. Uh, me being of Peruvian descent, both my parents are, are Peruvian. I'm first generation, so you know I, I definitely enjoy myself a little sprinkle of. Uh, of you know hispanic culture here and there so yeah it, it did stick out to me that's for sure um so you know we're I, I, i'm going to continue on with my my top three here and then i'll pass it over to you eric because i'm really curious to know what your your three were if you're going to go for that or you know one or two but second for me is probably uh, this one's tough it's tough between um the Callisto project Oh, um, so protocol. Protocol. Sorry, yeah, I keep wanting to say project, protocol, and yeah. um, and Final Fantasy. But I, I think I'm going to go with Final Fantasy, just because of the like the combat looks insane, man. We we didn't get to see um, that much gameplay. I feel like for uh, the Callisto Protocol, um, it kind of it looked it looked very like cinematic. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how much gameplay is actually there like the graphics are so advanced these days it's kind of hard sometimes to tell between gameplay and and you know scene but um yeah the, the final fantasy just the combat reminded me so much of dmc that'll make right yes um I, apparently sorry go for it i was gonna say i haven't heard many people compare to that but like i was watching the trailer again this morning and that's exactly what i was thinking <laughs> And I was like, this looks so fast paced. Like this I love is it. DMC almost. Like, give me it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh so that that looks amazing. And then, you know, you have these kind of uh what would they be like um like the, 
these demon gods that are that are there um they're like you know, summons i summons, believe from like yeah. previous games yeah 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 for sure for sure i'm not i'm not too well versed in final fantasy lore but i mean all the all the characters look epic um the main character looks like such a badass um who knows how the how the the gameplay is going to work out like maybe maybe the summons are like your party members um and you know you're like the only i guess human in your party who knows uh, maybe it'll be something like shimigami tensei uh where you know you're kind of uh you're partnering up with these these sort of like um these demons or summons or you know um celestial beings or whatever so i think that'll be really yeah. cool we'll see how that shakes out um yeah it's uh I'm, I'm super excited for the music too <laughs> final fantasy oh my gosh they always release bangers man um so that's like another thing for me too is, is yeah music always makes such an impression on me when it comes to video games especially ones that like i play over and over again it just becomes ingrained in in my memory and then that's where like the nostalgia i think a lot of the time is 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 sort of born for me or where, where it comes from right it's like music right away is it's easy for me to just um yeah. go back and like remember uh and, you know, my time with the game so exactly and just to hit on the music real quick here like mm -hmm. for everyone who hasn't watched the trailer do yourself a favor and do so because they make like i think the song for the trailer was made just for the trailer i'm sure it'll be used at some point in the game but like they introduce the summons and there's like a orchestral like introduction to each summon at like a really fast pace it was so cool that's all yeah. i'll say on it but continue like it was just so cool <laughs> yeah it's so cool so cool yeah um i like these all these trailers are just so short it's really kind of hard to um you know i would love to talk more about it but yeah we'll, we'll just have to wait and see um but super stoked and then the last one here, the honorable mention, um, if I could even call it that, still kind of like neck and neck between two and three for me is the uh, the Callisto Protocol. That just looks amazing. Uh, I think you and I are both horror fans. We we love this kind of this dark genre. It's just uh, filled with you know, fantasy, mystery, uh, and I just you know. Again, like people are gonna be thrown off by this, but I haven't played Dead Space. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's very reminiscent of Dead Space. Like the people that worked on that game um, are also. This would be so interesting to see, though, from someone's perspective who hasn't played Dead Space to hop into this first because this is coming up before the Dead Space remake. So I'm really interested to hear like your perspective on it, having never played their games before. Now, what you would think of it? That's, that's actually that's actually a great like optimistic way to look at my lack of <laughs> playing that game. <laughs> Because yeah, I'm on the I'm on the other end. Where, yeah. I'm on the other end where I've played all the Dead Space games, so I I feel like I'm expecting certain things from this dev team to be in place, right? And I'm expecting certain horror elements like that they had in the previous Dead Space games. But you having not played those, you don't have any expectations really going in. So that perspective is probably a little bit more unique than than my perspective, which some people probably going into this game are playing it because they've played Dead Space, right? So, Agreed. yeah, interesting yeah. to hear. Yeah, it'll be interesting to definitely chat more about it when it comes out. 
um, you know, the, the gameplay mechanics, the storyline. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for like the atmosphere that this game seems to be um, mm. bringing through the trailer. So on point. So on point, yeah, yeah. But uh, now I'm going to throw that question, your own question over to you, Eric, because I'm super excited to hear uh, what your, you know, top games were that were mentioned. Um, okay. I was going to say, uh, we have the same three. So uh -huh. for the sake of being different, I'm going to choose uh, a couple of different ones. Uh, but but I, I really do want to touch upon Final Fantasy, though, because that trailer was like something of an art piece honestly like that that trailer was so good and andrew like you, you nailed it on the head like i didn't expect it to be the combat to be as fast paced as it was and it just it was just really 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 impressive and the thing that actually has gotten me into it more watching the trailer a couple more times uh and let me know if you thought the same thing but it's it's a very like fantasy final fantasy it's not like uh some other final fantasies where it's a little bit more uh futuristic based or modern based or you know you you have like your different influences from different kinds of fantasy this is like the classic fantasy style like medieval fantasy right and I love that. Yeah. the thing that i'm getting from it from that perspective is it's like a very mature fantasy uh take that they're doing on it so mature that it's like it looks like a clash of like different kind of leaders and clans and stuff like that. And it, it kind of almost reminds me like, dare I say a little like game of Thrones esque, especially with like some of the subject matter that they're going into. Like there's, there's even scenes of that they allude to of like two characters sleeping together in, in the game. And I'm like, I don't remember seeing that in, in most final fantasy games, like as, as shown as explicitly, it maybe as it, perhaps was in this trailer albeit it was just like their backs but it's implying something there and then the other comparison that i wanted to make to like other media was that with all of these summons being kind of i don't want to say given but they're associated with certain characters in the game so each character can summon something and they showed the summons in full scale like the grand scale like they were fighting against each other and for some reason that really got like me in the right spot because it reminded me a little bit of attack on titan and not not trying to spoil anything for that particular show but there are things that allow the titans to fight against each other in there and it looks like something similar in this and it looks brutal like that's the one thing that i was impressed by was the scale but also like the brutality of it like i'm looking at the trailer right now and there's these huge summons fighting against each other and they're taking limbs off of each other like they're using like like what looks like almost like a hyper beam move and like the arm explodes off of one and then the other one like slashes uh another titan and then yeah like whole limbs just get sliced off and then you see the health bar go down and i'm like i wonder how that's gonna affect gameplay and if like say the titan that you're controlling or sorry the summon that you're controlling uh, like if their limb gets chopped off, like, can they not use certain moves? Like, are they less nimble on the battlefield? Will you be able to repair them? Will they be able to heal them in some way, uh, once the battle is over? Or is that like a permanent thing? And I don't know, it's just so many questions come up because this game looks stellar. And from what I've heard, the game is pretty much done, but they've announced the summer 2023 release date for it. So that makes me really hyped that this game's going to be in a very polished state once it 
comes to a full release. But I'll uh, I'll leave the Final Fantasy chat there because the other game, obviously, like I'm super excited for, is like Resident Evil. I'll only touch upon it really, really quick. But this game looks so good, and like honestly, like what a what a move, Andrew, for like them to the trailer starts off with a release date. It just the trailer just starts off March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. I was like, damn, okay, like the confidence. Yeah, they they better stick to that. I remember that. I I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I I won't I won't go into too much in depth because you covered it a little bit. But that that game looks so good. I really like what they've done with some of the characters in the game. Like we got a brief glimpse of Ada in like her new outfit. So like stuff like that and kind of you know, modernizing some of the game a little bit more. Uh, and with Ashley, it looks like she'll have actually a bigger part in this and just leaning into more of like the survival horror elements, I think will be really cool. The one game I did want to touch upon, just sticking on Resident Evil here, I mentioned it before is Resident Horny, but Resident Evil Village getting the VR treatment <laughs> looks so good. Oh, and yeah, like, that looks, like, it looks terrifying for me. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've tried VR, but... Um... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be into that. I might leave that to, you know, tell people. <laughs> I was going to say, like, th- this looks so crazy. Like, Resident Evil Village was already a frightening game at certain moments, especially. And it's just so funny because the trailer just shows pretty much all Castle Dimitrescu scenes with, like, Lady Dimitrescu and, and like, her subordinates. And, and I'm just like, you know what? Just, just give me that in VR. That's all I want. And the cool thing was, though, that they actually show different gameplay features as well, leaning around walls in VR, as well as having the ability to dual wield too. So I think that they added quite a few different uh, combat upgrades to it. And like keeping on the theme of Resident Evil VR, they also announced that Resident Evil 4 Remake is going to have a VR component as well to it at some point. I don't think it'll have it at launch, but they said they're it's in development. So interested to see what that's going to look like since there is already Resident Evil 4 in VR currently, but with the new like RE engine, it should look really, really nice. Um, I won't touch upon Callisto Protocol too much because I don't know, I've spoken about it already a bunch on this podcast and Andrew spoke upon it a little bit before. The other game I did want to touch upon that I think is, it seems like a very underrated uh, game at the moment. Before you reveal that, smaller. Eric. Before you reveal yeah. that, I just want to ask, um, what's your what's your what's your experience with the original Resident Evil Four? Like, like yeah. did you um, like what platform did you play it on? Because I think it it came on other platforms. Um, oh my god! Outside, so of, outside of GameCube, right afterwards. So I'm just kind of curious, like, if you can give us a little bit of a you know, a, a, like a back history into what that what that game means to you. Yeah, so, okay, so I got into the franchise with Resident Evil 5, that that was like my jumping on point, because it came out on PlayStation, and that's just what I had at the time. I didn't have a GameCube, so I couldn't play RE4 at the time, but eventually when, um, sorry, I had a PlayStation 3 specifically, because I know RE4 also came out on other platforms, but uh, I, I unfortunately wasn't able to play it on GameCube. I know it came to the Wii as well. But I first played it when it was like the HD RE4 version on PS3, which Good was version. awesome at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like the re-release. The the one of the many, many, many dozens of re-releases of that game. So, but yeah, so I, I played through it on that. Loved it. Such a good game. 
definitely want to go back to it. And then honestly, from there, like I've just really gotten into the Resident Evil franchise. Like, like I said, I started with five, I played through four and then I jumped to six and then six happened. And I was kind of like, Oh, okay. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens from here. And then they released the other games. Like we got seven, we got the remakes. And since then I've just been like totally in love with the series. Like I really liked it when playing five and then four, I know kind of playing them out of order, but that's just how I was able to play it at the time. Uh, but I truly fell in love with the series once they did RE remake, RE2 remake, and RE3 remake. I And then 7, it's just, and then Village. It, like, they've just been knocking out of the park lately. And so I'm just hoping that they continue that trend because I really liked 4. And if they keep doing what they did with these remakes for 4, like, the sky's the limit, honestly. I, I just hope that people who grew up playing four, even before I got to four, like the people who were playing like day one, that they don't have like a preconceived notion that every single part of this game is going to be exactly like four. Cause it does sound like it's more for them of a reimagining than like a one for one remake. And I know they did certain elements like that in RE2 remake and RE3 remake, especially. So I'm interested to see what those slight changes are. I'm personally a lot more open and welcome to those changes. Like I said, hoping for more horror elements out of that because it is a little bit more of an action-focused game than 2 was, for sure. But I'm just hoping for people who are like, this is my favorite game of all time. I want it to be a one-for-one remake. I hope they aren't too disappointed in it, but we'll see. I'm really happy you mentioned that because for me personally, and I can only speak to my, for myself, I can't speak for anyone else, I don't want a one-for-one remake. I yeah, don't. I really exactly. don't. I feel like, you know, if you if you if you want a game, like if, if you want to play it one for one, you know, completely the same, just go back to the original and replay it. Right. Um, yeah. It's like there's so many things that they can improve that they can add upon um, when remaking a game. Why not do it? Right. I mean, look at FF7. Right. It's, it's not a one for one, uh, you know, copy of the original. Right, they they exactly. they lengthened certain parts of the story and you know added new things and um, I love that. That's 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 what I'm hoping with this um, with this new Resident Evil Four. Um, it, it you know even just the atmosphere, like like I mentioned earlier, it looks darker, it looks more horrific. It's um, and I like that they're they're modernizing it, right? Um, Maybe they're they're adding some things that they would have liked to the original, but just maybe wasn't um, possible due to the you know um, the technology at the time limitations, and so now they can go in and, and uh, make some changes, sort of you know rewrite history a little bit and uh, give us something give us something uh, you know more modern um, and a kind of a fresh take on such a classic masterpiece of a game yeah honestly i everything you said totally agree with um yeah. so i'm, just uh, I'm really glad you mentioned that game. yeah agreed agreed um but uh yeah you were saying yeah, the, the third thing uh, mm-hmm. i'll just mention this one real quick because i know we have a couple other topics to get in but the i'm su- I'm a sucker for indie games so my third mention is going to be season a letter to the future and this game looks gorgeous like if you haven't seen this game it, it kind of reminds me a, a little bit of like studio ghibli-esque but like more 3d art style 
uh, for a video game. And the reason why I'm comparing it to Ghibli is just because there's such like, it, it evokes such like imagery of Ghibli movies where it just feels relaxing and peaceful and you just get beautiful, gorgeous views of countrysides. And it just, I don't know, I watch this game and I want to travel. Like it's the game that I'm, I'm looking at the most where I'm like, I want to go travel the world. I want to go experience new things in the world. And basically in the game, you have like uh, equipment where you are recording stuff through sounds, through art, through architecture, voices of people, uh, just like all these different things. And uh, you're basically recording all these things as you go uh, and capturing everything where you travel and uh, using that to kind of create something. What, what Whatever that is, I don't think we've been revealed to what it is yet, but this person has like a bit of a scrapbook and they just keep track of everything that they encounter. So it just looks really cool if you're into indie games with like a really cool art style, peaceful kind of vibes to it. Definitely look more into that one, but yeah, so those would be my three picks. I honorable mention real quick, Street Fighter Six. I'm not like a huge fighting game fan, but that game looks really, really impressive. And I know Street Fighter fans were really freaking out about it. So uh, for a good reason, I think, because it just looks like the next best thing in fighting games, honestly. So really excited about that. Yeah. Um, like the little free run component too that they added in there. It's a nice touch. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what topic did you want to hit on next, Andrew? Do you want to talk about Summer Games Fest? Did you want to talk about the new Pokemon trailer? Um, let's, uh, let's talk about Summer Games Fest and then maybe we'll, we'll touch on Pokemon. I mean, there, there is another one that we may want to talk about, maybe not spend too much time on, and that's the, um, Sonic Frontiers. You know, it's pretty oh, controversial. Yes. Um, yeah. A lot of people have a lot of a lot to say about that thing and it's mostly negative <laughs> uh and that's and that's partly why you know maybe we won't spend too much time on it um just because you know i, I don't really have too many great things to say about it <laughs> um but yeah we'll, we'll keep that in the back pocket we get okay sounds sounds good so i was gonna say so summer games fest is coming up next week it's the last show that we're doing before the event. So I thought we would unleash some of our predictions for what the Summer Games Fest will have in store for all of us. They've confirmed some of the developers that will be there, some of them including PlayStation, Xbox, Activision, 2K. So there's there's going to be quite a few big companies there. Uh, I thought we would go back and forth with maybe two big predictions each that we have of something that we would either like to be shown like that we're hoping to see or something that we think will be shown uh whatever you want there's been a couple of confirmations already but andrew i'll let you go first if you'd like to go with your first prediction uh maybe let's go back and forth uh so yeah i think i mentioned this on the last podcast but uh i'm gonna sound like a broken record um as many people have heard this game being brought up every time <laughs> game announcements are mentioned and that's silk song mm -hmm. please <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please so, you know i'll kind of just you know say that and then drop the mic um <laughs> yeah i mean like someone who just really really enjoyed their time playing hollow knight and then you know getting a teaser for this new upcoming game i just can't wait yeah. i think everyone's ready for it um if it gets mentioned I think the internet's going to explode. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel if, like it's, it's if they the announce one, it there, it's the one game like, that gets brought up like every time there's any kind of video game announcement. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's 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 riddled in the comments. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's almost kind of become, I feel like, somewhat of a meme at this point to just bring that game up. But I, th- Honestly, I do still think yes. a lot of people are really looking forward to it and really do want to know more about it and get a release date. So uh, we'll see. Oh, Yurik. Yeah, for, good good pick. I want to see that as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for my prediction, I see 2K there and I'm thinking Bioshock 4. Like I, I want to see Bioshock 4 so bad. I'm a huge fan of the series. But it's also been rumored to be in development, and it's been rumored to be coming out in 2022. So I'm thinking if there's a time ever to show it, it's at this presentation, and we're going to get shown it like a full gameplay reveal and a full trailer. Like it's, I feel like it's going to be a big blowout for that game. So if if it does exist, that is. the If the rumors are true, it'll be there. Uh, but so that's, that's my first one. Andrew, what is your second one? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I, I feel like um, I'm trying not to have too many expectations for this. Um, kind of just want to, you know, tune in the day of and then just see what happens. Um, hmm. I don't know. There's, there's, also there's, gonna so, be... there's so many things that it could be. Yeah, because there's also going to be Capcom there. There's yeah. also going to be Warner Brothers there. And those are pretty big studios. So yeah, Bandai Namco, be massive. Yeah. Um, like Bandai Namco being there could even be some Elden Ring DLC. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what's going on with this uh, Village DLC? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I hope <laughs> I hope that gets revealed. Like, like I I hope because they they've said that it's coming but we haven't gotten anything on that. So I hope just by Capcom's involvement in this, that that's what their only involvement is. Like, uh, it's just, please give it to us. Please, like, we need more. We need more village stuff, so. But is that is that what you want to see? Is that your second prediction? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, like, it, that would be great. Um, you know, being, being the Resident Evil simps that we are. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> I was like, and Andrew, you you speak you speak to me with your predictions on another level. <laughs> so both Hollow Knight and Resident Evil DLC, I'm like, you, hey, you hit me right in the right spot. <laughs> just, just give me RE and I'll die happy. Good. Um, to to keep mine different because I also probably would love what Andrew's cooking up with his predictions. Um, I see Bloober Team, Blobber Team. I don't know, is that how you pronounce it? Bloober Team, I think. Uh, and they're they're rumored to be making. The new Silent Hill game. So, if I'm going for a bit of a long shot here, I'm hoping that that's what is shown at the conference as well. I think if Keeley had that at his at his conference, then it would be amazing. Like that would be so 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 good. So, yeah. Uh, to keep it short and quick, Silent Hill at some point would be spectacular. I know people have really been clamoring for it, so that'd be amazing. But yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on to our final topic. We'll keep this one very, very brief. But the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer was just shown off this week. Uh, it was a new trailer. It shows four-player co-op for the first time in the series. Yeah, it's And incredible. it shows off a couple of brand new Pokemon. Andrew, who's going to be your starter? 
and is this game going to be good? <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, I'm going to give it a chance. Um, I, I just recently got into the Pokemon Pokemon franchise after quite a long layoff. Uh, last sort of big title of Pokemon that I played was Gold and Silver. That was a really long time ago. Really oh my gosh. Ago. I know, I know. Um, great so, games, though. So yeah, good. yeah, such great games, such great memories. Um, honestly, it's kind of it's kind of just full circle for me. I think like now having played Arceus again and really enjoying my time with that, almost becoming a bit addicted on my time off playing it. It's um, it really is a joy. It's it's amazing. It's it's a good problem to have, not a, not a bad one by any means. But um, <laughs> starter, but yeah, I'm super excited for this. I'll probably get the double pack, uh, like I did with Diamond and Pearl. Still have yet to play those on the ever-growing backlog but <laughs> starter, starter that i'll go with is probably um Fue coco because i love that oh, name yeah. uh, again and such sort of a like, good name oh yeah it's such a good name and and you know just kind of going back again to like my hispanic roots um like i i just love all the inspiration that scarlet and violet are taking from yes from spain from Portugal, um, from those areas, it just, it's, it's great. Uh, you know, just getting a little bit of a, that culture mixed in, you can really tell with the names of the Pokemon, um, you know, just the, the atmosphere, uh, you know, there's, there's just so much kind of greenery, um, you know, it, it just looks, it looks reminiscent of certain parts of Europe. So, uh, yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm all for it. It looks, it looks great. They're, they're really trying um, something new with, with this, um, this iteration of Pokemon, uh, with the atmosphere, with the inspiration that they're drawing from. And then, you know, we have the, the multiplayer aspect as well, which I'm really curious to know how you feel about that, Eric. And, and just even, um, we didn't get to see a whole lot of it, but I'm, I'm curious to, to know how that, how that'll work out. Like, know could you could you potentially like meet up with an overpowered friend and could they just <laughs> take you through the story and beat it in like an hour an hour or two right um is that possible or are there going to be certain limitations so that you know beating the game takes you you know a set amount of time that the devs intended we'll see but um it's good it's a good yeah. consideration though yeah it could be could like, be interesting see how that shakes out they didn't really ex they didn't go into depth at all in the trailer they just kind of revealed it and then they showed off like that you could do it but yeah to what extent is the real question and like honestly it's a good consideration because it's like yeah like someone with like a level 100 fue coco or whatever it evolves into whatever <laughs> the final evolution is could just like destroy everything for someone who's just started out in the game so that that'll be interesting it it is worth noting that they mentioned on the websites, their like actual uh, game website, that it's the first open world Pokemon game where you can explore freely without like being directed by story at all. So story doesn't dictate what path you take in the game. Kind of like Breath of the Wild, where you could go uh, to each of the the four guardians, I guess, in any particular order, or you can just go straight to Calamity Ganon at the end of the game, right? So I think this game seems to be somewhat similar or at least it's giving that impression the illusion that it has that free-flowing nature which we really haven't seen much in pokemon and it's been one of my 
biggest hangups in the modern games that it, it is really handholdy at times. So if this game kind of takes like the cuffs off, like uh, so to speak, I'm super excited for that. But really interested to see how that's going to be combined with like the multiplayer version of that. Uh, it looks like there's like some great trade potential in there, like where you catch Pokemon in your game, you can immediately trade it to your friend who is in the same game as you. So we'll see. That I'm interested to see like if you go both go into battle at the same time, like how that's gonna work. So a lot of questions, but Andrew, I think the one thing we can agree upon is that the best new Pokemon out of the three is Lechonk, the pig Pokemon. Like that that Pokemon has me in stitches because one, I love pigs, but two, that is like the best name for a Pokemon ever. And the the other two Pokemon, I think it was Smoliv, and I'm blanking on like the the third one, but Smoliv is also adorable. But Lechonk looks amazing. Like I just want I just want a team full of Lechonks. Yeah. And if my starter is going to be Quaxley, which it might be, I'll have Quaxley and five Lechonks, please <laughs> sign me up. I think so. that's all, that's all you need, you know, and then <laughs> um, just give them the ability to, you know, have uh, moves from different elements. You know, you can have like an ice Lechonk, you can have like a fire Lechonk, you can have a thunder Lechonk, just teach them those, you know, those different type moves. And there you go. You have a complete team of Lechonks exactly sorry the, the third one i couldn't remember was called palmy it's like an electric cat looking thing yeah uh the, the one the last thing i wanted to mention though was that depending on the version that you get this is the first time that they've done in the series as well uh if you choose violet you get there's two different versions of professors there's like a, a male professor a female professor and what the male professor is like supposed to be like more futuristic i think and then the female professor is supposed to be, I guess, like more uh, like historic based, I, I guess. And depending on the version you pick, you, you'll get one or the other. So I don't know if I've ever seen that in any of the Pokemon game. I think that's the first time. So just cool to see them kind of experiment with new things like that, I think is really, really interesting. And it kind of goes to show that they're trying to do new things a little bit more at a higher clip than they have in the past. So... Yeah. Super promising with that. It's great that you mentioned that because maybe that entices someone to play both versions, right? Instead of just choosing one because there are a little bit more differences. Um, and yeah. it just, you know, for, for someone who's a big fan of Pokemon, maybe that um, is enough to entice them to, to play both versions, right? Uh, knowing that yeah. it's not just slightly different Pokemon. And... The, the, the rest, the storyline, the, the professor, everything else is the same. So it does seem like they're trying to uh, to make them a little bit more different, you know, kind of like um, kind of like uh, identical twins, right? Like they they're the same, but they have their own personalities and their own quirks and you know things that kind of make them different from each other. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that. Um, which one? Okay, so we talked about starters. Uh, which professor are you kind of is are you grabbing gravitating towards a little bit more? Um, that'll <laughs> kind of maybe influence your decision on which one you pick up or start with. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, honestly, you know, you know, it's really funny. It's like 
the uh, the, the whole talk online. Uh, for those who don't know what the professors like look like, they I don't uh, the names again. It's I remember the male's name. It's Turo, I think, right, Professor Turo. Yeah, and I think her name. I'm just trying to pull it up right now. I think it's Sata or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like everybody was freaking out online because they were saying that the professors look incredibly attractive. <laughs> so people were basing their entire pick off of like the attractiveness of each of the professors who, who both, I guess, like are conventionally attractive, uh, which is well, hilarious. You know, it's so interesting because like, if you look at previous, um, iterations of pokemon and you look at the professors they're all kind of dorky looking and old yeah right? like much they are older. like uh the iconic um uh is it professor oak professor oak's the first professor one oak, yeah, yeah the he's, first he's one, an right? older gentleman he's an older gentleman yeah. like it, you never at one point think yeah like you know he's kind of attractive like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Andrew, you'd professor be surprised oak. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure someone out there. there. <laughs> I'm sure there are, but I wouldn't say it's as widespread yeah. as, as these two no. new, younger-looking professors. Yeah. And and not to mention, exactly. they're actually they're quite stylish, aren't they? I'm looking at a picture of them right now with their like they long, are. flowing lab coats and modern hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it on the head, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, like the the futuristic guy intrigues me because I'm like, okay, like what futuristic stuff do you have but sorry the the lady's name is sada um, oh, yeah. and sorry i just had to look that up real quick i was so close i was so so close but apparently uh someone pointed this out in my discord actually that they were saying that their names also play into the actual naming conventions that they have uh whereas like it, i was just like wow like they are really thinking about this so so much so the person in my discourse said like Professor Sada, meaning like Passada is like past, mm -hmm. and Professor Turo, fu Futuro, Futuro, meaning future. Yeah. yeah, you you probably know better than I would, yeah, but that's, that, that's just what they that's just what they said in my Discord, and I was like, that is so 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 cool. So I'm wondering if you choose one professor, like if I chose Sada, which I think I'm more inclined to do to answer your question, mm. if we get more Pokemon from the past, like maybe we get more fossilized Pokemon appearing in the game or we have more tasks with her in terms of uh, researching older Pokemon like that. Whereas if you picked Turo, you might get more, I don't know, like future Pokemon maybe that we haven't ever seen before. So I think that could be interesting like gameplay like mechanic that just really depending on which one you pick, that that kind of lends itself uh, to the version exclusive Pokemon that we always see in, in different games. So I think that could be really cool. But yeah, that that would be really thinking. interesting. <laughs> Oof, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm just, like, I was kind of thinking more Scarlet at the beginning, which I think would be Sada. Now with the whole future thing, you know, not to mention, you know, Tura looks pretty cool. Um, <laughs> he does. Ju just just to kind of go the opposite that you're that you're thinking, I'll I'll go with uh, with Violet on this one uh the future okay so but yeah. you know like i said i'm, I'm probably going to pick up the 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 double pack and uh we'll 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 definitely play both so um yeah, we'll, we'll see but if say. if that theory pans out what you're talking about i think uh it'll 
I think it'll boost their sales for sure. <laughs> I think it's it'll be such a cool thing to do. I don't know if they'll do it. It, it sounds almost too good to be true, right? It does, it does with, sound like with yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but because like I think the maybe the big thing in this game is the fact that they are just doing four player co op and that there's nothing else more than that. Like I'm kind of thinking of, but if they did four player co op plus what I'm saying, I think it could be something really really cool i'd be i'd be taken aback i'd be very surprised that game freak would put that much i don't know i don't mean to like rip on them or anything but put <laughs> it even more uh you know time and effort into making these games different from each other but also similar yeah yeah cool because especially they're just coming off of arceus right so yeah. it's like the turnaround is so quick so I, I think we're kind of conditioned not to expect super, super great changes from game to game. But if they can mm -hmm. do this, then you're subverting those expectations like considerably, I would think so. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. That game looks looks so, so cool. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just going to actually wrap up the podcast now. We could probably talk about Pokemon all day, but we'll save it for the chat there. Andrew, was there anything you wanted to mention before we sign up for the podcast of this week? Uh, no, just you know, thanks to everyone uh, tuning in. We we hope you kind of we hope you enjoyed what we had to say, what what our perspective, our opinions were on the announcements. There's so much um, to talk about. We're just really excited to. Um, you know, to see more of these games and and tune into the summer games fest and talk about uh the reveals for for that event so um eric did you want to say something before we, we head out yeah i i have to throw in a shameless plug because there's something i've been working on uh pretty hard in the last couple of weeks but i've been working on my elden ring review which i finally just released a few days ago so that's on my youtube channel uh yo 52 if you want to check that out feel free to do so uh, i i discuss because it's been out for a while uh many people have already made their opinions but i throw in the little bone if it is i ask the question is it one of the greatest games of all time so uh as someone who played through over 70 hours of the game and i also platinum the game uh, I feel like I have a good a good handle on the game to, to talk about it. So if you love Elden Ring or you're on the fence on it, feel free to check that out. I think uh, you would be very interested in what I have to say for that. But that's the only thing I want to say. Really looking forward to like some of these. If we do get some of these predictions right, Andrew, for Summer Games Fest, I if we get even one of those that we said like if we just get hollow knight i'd be so happy just yeah. just one of those like I, i'd be ecstatic <laughs> so so if we, if we can hit like 25 percent of those predictions i'd be more than happy so Great. we'll see yeah. but but that's it for us today everyone thank you so much for listening we'll be back hopefully soon with another podcast where we'll be talking about maybe we'll be talking about some of our summer games fest reactions next time but Anyways, have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time, and stay safe out there.